This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Fi podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Doug, what's happening? Not too much. Um, you know, quick, funny thing. You just told me that I misspelled your name on our website, which is kind of funny. I'm sorry about that. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. Yeah, people usually spell my last name wrong, but it's fine. They go with the S-O-N versus S-E-N, but I, I don't really give a shit about names. I think they're kind of stupid. Yeah. And I like people mess up my last name. They'll say Cunningham instead of Cunnington. So I'm sorry I messed up your name, but it also means you you haven't looked at the website <laughs> ever. <laughs> that, that is true. Cunningham, did you ever dress up like one of those happy days people just to leverage that? I'm, I'm Dougie Cunningham or something like that. I did not. Okay. No, no, I didn't. But I don't. Who who knows where I'd be <laughs> if I would have done that. So we're going to tell a couple uh, DIY stories today. And th- this show was my idea because I think people may get the idea that I'm pretty lazy. I mean, I, I say that I'm lazy and it's not necessarily that I'm lazy. It's just some of the DIY projects that you do, Carl, like they're so big that they, they sound intimidating. So like, I don't do too many things and, you know, we're in this unfinished basement. And I think, you know, when I moved in, you were like, oh man, you could do some work down here. And I, I had some interest, you know, I, I like working with my hands and building things and doing physical stuff, but it, it seems like kind of overwhelming in some ways. That said, I have done a couple DIY things and I wanted to brag to you, Carl, that's the main idea of this specific episode. So one of them is kind of small and minor, but something that people with cars often run into. So I have this old F-150 truck. It's about 16 years old. I haven't had any work done on the AC and just this summer, I would crank it up and it would just blow hot air. So I was like, I know there's refrigerant in there. I've seen the, you know, the little refrigerant refills in the the gauge that you could buy at the auto uh, parts store. So I thought, ah, it looks pretty simple. I'm going to give it a shot. So I did that. I bought the recharge kit for, I think, 35 bucks, hooked it up, you know, watched a YouTube video or something. And then in 10 minutes, it was blowing cold air. It was amazing. And I think, I mean, that's, uh, you know, $100, $200 job if you take it to a shop. So I was pretty proud of myself on that. Have you have you done that? Have you recharged your AC? I have not, but now I'm curious to uh, uh, hear more because one of our cars doesn't work either. And I was just not going to do anything except sweat, but maybe I'll try to attempt to recharge it. I, I have the gauge. I can do it for you. It'll be like 200 bucks, but just bring bring it over if your car is here now. Um, you know, the everything's really expensive to do, so. Uh, nice. No, no, but I can let you borrow the gauge. And, and really, it's like 10 minutes. You could buy the refill can. We could share the gauge. And yeah, it saves hundreds of dollars. So how did you know what type of refrigerant to put in there? Because that has changed over time. Does it say right there on the car? Or? It does. 
It does. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like 134A or something like that. So you have a modern car. So it is probably using the same refrigerant, the, the, you know, the one that's readily available out there. Okay. So yeah, we could check it out. I could help you with that. Now, the other big thing that I've done, and it's actually something you're going to be doing pretty soon, it's xeriscaping the yard. And uh, just to be clear, uh, some people do call it zeroscaping, but zeroscaping and xeriscaping, that is X-E-R-I, those are two different things. So zeroscaping is where no water is required. Typically, it's just rocks, maybe some sand, but there's, um, you know, no water is needed there could be some very low water need kind of plants in there, but xeriscaping is different. It, it means arid and uh, just less water. It needs less water. So I personally ripped out uh, 800 square feet of sod and then I moved uh, like 15 tons of gravel and rock out there. It was a ton of work, but it saved us probably somewhere between like ten and fifteen thousand dollars, something like that. So big project. Uh, when you were on vacation, I was like, "I'm going to do that because um, it'll take a lot of time." It was very hard work. It was very hot, but worth it. And now, you know, I think the yard looks pretty good. We just planted a tree in there, and yeah, that was a big one. And I felt like it was an approachable thing because I can move rocks. <laughs> like there was nothing super complex. Like everything was fairly simple. It It's just really hard work. Yeah. And your yard looks great. It looks like something out of one of those magazines. It's very, very nice. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And you're going to be doing this uh, pretty soon, right? Yeah, we have two houses. We have our rental house and we have our primary house. And I'm kind of scared because you bought a lot of rocks in our one house. We probably would need at least four times, maybe eight times the amount of rocks you had. So I thought about renting. I saw this at a neighbor's house. They had like a little shovel thing and you, you ride on it. It's got wheels on it. So I might, if I got to buy 40 tons of rocks, I'm probably not going to move those all by myself. Yeah, I, I have seen those. And if you rent it, it's like the narrow, uh, like the narrow little um, self-propelled situation, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, th those look great. I know when we had the backyard done, they used one of those and yeah, I think it was about 12 tons and they moved it in no time. Yeah. So much faster and save your back and all that. Yep. Um, yeah. So you think you might need 40 tons? Said. Yeah. How many tons did you have? Uh, technically it was 13 tons of rock and gravel and then two cubic yards of topsoil. So we did amend some topsoil uh, so that we could plant our plants in there. Okay. Yeah, I think I might throw some mulch in there just because that's a lot of rocks and that's going to be very expensive. Although Colorado is going to pay people to tear out their lawns next year, supposedly. So that would probably, one to three bucks a square foot would easily pay for all of my rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's much, it's much easier to care for, of course. So we converted our sprinkler system to a drip line. So pretty straightforward to do that. Elizabeth headed up that irrigation portion of it. And yeah, like I said, it was just, I mean, a lot of hard work, but I finished it in like two weeks or so. Cause you, you were, you were out for a bit. And when you came back, it was pretty much done. Yeah. So yeah. What else do you have planned um, for yours? Are you doing any kind of complex design or anything? 
Yeah, I think I've seen a couple of different designs. I actually walked around your neighborhood after we recorded a couple of weeks ago because I noticed a lot of your neighbors have done it and they've all done different things. So I walked around and took pictures and I think I ran into Jen and Scott happened to be outside too. And they're like, what are you doing? You creeper taking pictures of <laughs> other people's houses. I'm like, no, no, I'm just taking pictures of the rocks. I'm, I'm borrowing their ideas to implement at my own house. So yeah, one, our other house, the rental we just bought has a pretty steep uh, backyard. So I'm going to build a retaining wall, probably get four pallets of those big uh, retaining wall blocks. And then I'm going to cut out some of the yard with the, the long cutting machine that we talked about before and use that to fill up that part. And then, yeah. Uh, so the idea I saw for the rocks is two different sizes, maybe have bigger rocks going around the edges and then smaller ones with a bunch of landscaping on the interior. So, eh. Cool. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Just walked around to get ideas because I know some of the people got professional landscape designers. So I tried to copy the ideas as much as possible, putting in my own ideas. So I don't know how it how it'll look um, in a few years. I got so close to the project, you know, like once everything was done, I was like, does this look good? Like these other houses look much better. But once the plants grow, those will those will sort of draw the eye a little bit more, but yeah, I'm happy with it. And now I don't have to cut grass out front. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So you, you're a big DIYer and you've done like big renovations. You were, you were sort of at a high level where you're doing like pretty complex stuff. So how did you get to that point? Yeah. So this all started when Mindy and I first got married, we had, a faucet that leaked and I had called this plumber up to come fix it. He comes over. He's like, oh yeah, I could fix it. It'll be like 125 bucks. I'll be over tomorrow to fix it. And then the guy never showed up. I called him. I never heard from him. So I'm like, what the hell? And it made me kind of mad. I had all this money. And back then that was a pretty big amount of money for me as well. Just out of school at 60,000 in loans. So anyway, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can figure this out myself. So I went to the library. I got some book. This was before YouTube. I'm old. So I went to the library and there was a book on how to do basic plumbing. And it said, oh yeah, you just got to take the faucet off. You can go buy this gasket at your hardware store. The gasket was like a buck 25. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually try this. So I did it and it worked. It worked. And I'm like, holy crap. I've just saved myself like 124 bucks. And now I know how to, I've got a skill that I can use again. I'm sure this will come up again in my life. And then the plumber called me like five days later. He's like, ah, I'm ready to do your job. And I'm like, Fuck you. No, I, I didn't actually say that. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? You didn't call me when you said you would. So I figured it out myself. I, I was probably being a little bit snarky there, but actually he didn't do what he said he was going to do. So, um, but yeah. So after that, I'm like, you know, this, this wasn't too hard. I was so scared to do it the first time, but it turns out it wasn't that bad. I'm going to try other stuff. So I think the next jobs we did were tile, which you can make an ugly space pretty cool just by throwing new tile in there. I did, uh, Mindy had a condo at the time. We did her kitchen floor. Then we did a bathroom in the house I was living in. And then we started doing that everywhere. Uh, that led to other things like hang hanging cabinets, uh, basic electricity, plumbing, and framing. Uh, so it eventually worked up to a place where this last house we bought, not my, uh, the, the one we live in now. I finished the basement. There was just concrete in there. And there were no rough-ins, so I actually had to cut open the floor of the basement and attached to the plumbing line. I had to cut open the wall to put in a window, and I did pay someone with a concrete saw to do the cuts. 
but then I did everything else. So I framed the basement. I put a sub panel down there myself, electrified the whole thing, plumbed it. I paid someone to do the drywall finishing because that's crappy work and uh, it doesn't cost a whole lot. We built this real fancy deck with a curved front to it. So I bent Trex, which is uh, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And we built this pergola, which spans 25 feet and has no without any support, which is super cool. So yeah, I've worked my way up to um, more sophisticated stuff. And uh, yeah, what was your original question, Doug? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I mean, you, you could take on some pretty big projects and like renovate a whole house basically, right? Yeah. How do you decide what to work on? So you mentioned before, at the very beginning, you were like, oh, I, I can do this myself. You found the book in the library. You're like, I can do this myself. Now you can do almost anything yourself, right? There's some stuff that's you haven't done it yet, but conceivably like you could figure it out. So how do you know what to work on and what not to work on? Because it's a slippery slope, right? You were talking about the heat pump furnace and you can do that, but do you want to do that? So I think part of it comes from the, the challenge. I think the challenge makes it more fun. Uh, like I never framed a basement before or, and I never wired anything on the layer of complexity. That was the basement, the level of complexity, putting a sub panel. But after you do it one time, it kind of becomes boring then. And I might never do these things again because the challenge is gone. So after that, the other consideration for me at least is money. Um, uh, two houses ago, I had to, we put a, another bathroom and I got a quote for the plumbing. The guy's like, yeah, I want like 4,000 bucks for it. I'm like, well, I figured out how much the packs and ABS would cost to do it myself. And it was a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, you know what? I've done this before. I don't really enjoy it, but it's going to take me a day to do all this. And I'm going to save myself almost $4,000. So in that case, I'm definitely going to do it myself. But if I could hire cheap people for something I don't enjoy that's not a challenge anymore. And, and cheap people is the wrong way to put it. It's, <laughs> that, that, that's very Losers. bad. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> Some skills are more expensive than others. It turns out that you can hire maybe like drywall for, for pretty cheap. And it also would take me a long time to do. So in that case, and I don't like it, I'm not that great at it. Yeah. So in that case, it's a no brainer that you would hire someone to come in there and do that. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this will go anywhere, but okay. So we're at a dilemma of time versus money, which is a thing that we talk about. And you're like, I now value time more. And you're, you mentioned like $4,000 for a job or something, and you could do it for much cheaper, but you're losing a whole day of your time. Time, the most valuable thing that you have. You can easily earn more money. You have more money than you planned on uh, needing. So how do you reconcile that? Cause it's, they're contradicting each other, right? You're like, I value time so much, but you know what? I can give up one day for $4,000. So fast forward, you're on your deathbed. Are you like, I wish I would have put in that fucking pecs or whatever uh, and save $4,000 or have like one more day spending it, like doing something more fun. I don't think I'll regret doing it just because 4,000 bucks is a shit ton of money. And by the time I die, that 4,000 invested is probably going to be more like a hundred thousand um, dollars. 
Yeah, and I kind of enjoy it. I, I think plumbing is pretty fun. It's kind of like working with Lego or something. You're just connecting a bunch of tubes tubes together. The, the other thing I'll say about all this is a lot of times when I have hired people, supposedly professional people, they'll, they'll fuck it up. And then I got to redo it. That's happened more than once in my life. So I paid someone a lot of money, and they just don't do a good job with it. Uh, so... A lot of times it's easier unless there's a level of frustration, I should say, especially here. It's really hard to get someone to even call you back. So I'm going to spend a lot of time just calling people, trying to get someone to come to the house to look, to look at the job in the first place. And it's time I could be, I could spend just doing the freaking thing myself. Yeah. We had someone install a sink and they left the cardboard in the basket area so there was like a slow leak and we actually called them back to come and look at it and they're like oh yeah we fixed it up we tightened it and it stopped leaking for like a day and then sometime later i i was like i'm gonna fix this so i took it apart and i'm like they left the fucking cardboard in here what kind of morons are these people (laughs) like so i just got like plumber's putty put it in there good to go fix of course like cardboard is not watertight like you can't use cardboard as a gasket but i would i know i know what you're talking about yeah to your point though doug the time versus money there's one more big job i think i'm going to do in my life this rental house we bought that we'll eventually move into has a uh, i think i want to add a loft to it which will require us to pop the top and rebuild a small part of the house. And that's a pretty big challenge. I don't think I can do that myself. So if there's any uh, skilled carpenters who want an interesting job. But I think after that, I think I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say this right here. I think I'm going to call it. I'm not going to sign on for any more of these house flips. Uh, since we've been doing these podcasts, I've discovered there's things I enjoy doing more in life than working on this. The challenge is gone. I've yeah. probably lost part of my health because I spent time screwing around with these houses instead of being at the gym, lifting weights or doing other things to keep my, my health in order. So yeah, this is going to be the last major project after this. Maybe I'll do a tile job or help friends out, but yeah, I'm, I'm done. I hear you. All right. Well, anything else on the DIY front? Any thoughts? Uh, yeah. Leave a, I respond to people on YouTube, all the, or not on YouTube, on Twitter. I was just talking to someone about a tile job. If you have questions about this kind of stuff, I'd love to help people out or send them a link. I probably won't come to your house unless you live on the beach in Hawaii. In that case, I will come to your house <laughs> and do your job for you if I can stay at your house and hang out with you for a while. Or but, San Diego. Uh, you like San Diego a lot, right? Yeah, San Diego's great. Beaches are great. I guess any interesting place. I'm trying to think of, yeah. Even uh, like Fairbanks in the winter, you can see like the uh, Northern Lights or something. It's just like, there has to be a draw for you. Oh, that, yeah, that'd be epic. There's, there's so many good places. I, w- I would love to come help someone out. So maybe I will do another job. But <laughs> I, I was talking to Lee, our mutual friend, the physician on fire, who bought a beautiful spot on the land on a lake. And he's like, yeah, I might need help with a deck. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Like working with a friend. You, you, you got to be cool to work with too. You can't be a, a jerk. So working with a friend, there's a lake right there. You can go swimming. He's got a boat. So that sounds awesome. Working outside is cool. So yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. If you're not on the email list, you can sign up at milehighfi.club. Just enter your name and email. We usually send like one or two emails a week. However, Carl and I have been threatening to send more. So we'll see if we actually do work or or not, but uh, sign up for the email list. I think they will be good, Doug. I want to put good, actionable, valuable information in there, not just a bunch of, I don't know what people put in their email list, but yeah. 
it'll be good. All right. You heard it here. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Carl. We'll see you next time. See you, Doug. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in in person. So the virtual kind is pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. And that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.